You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, everybody, to a very disappointed, upset, downright, disgusted at the performance of the Houston Texans Locked On Texans Review Show. Monday is a review show. You know, we, we're very happy to bring it to you. I'm John, some sports guy, Hickman, along with my counterpart. Cody Davis, yes. This yesterday was a disappointing, ugly. I don't know about you. I'm calling this even worse than the Baltimore Ravens, the worst loss of the season. The Houston Texans failed to the Denver Broncos 38-24. That in this score does not do justice of how bad this game was. You know it's bad when the when when the halftime score is 31 to 3. And the fans in NRG Stadium was booing the Houston Texans. Yeah, 16 and Kirby, that place that they call a NFL stadium today, I mean, yesterday, was just not happy at the performance of their, at the time, going into the game, 4 and 8 now. I'm sorry, at the time, going into the game, 8 and 4, now 8 and 5, Houston Texans should have taken care of, taken care of business pretty easily against a now 5 and 8. Denver Bronco team who coming into the game was only scoring 16.5 points per game was able to drop 38 on Houston's head Sundays. And I think that we need to evaluate a couple of things, but before we do, don't forget to subscribe and check out locked on Texas at Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, megaphone, Stitcher, and Spotify. And speaking of Spotify, if you are a Spotify listener, Use Spotify Rap to show us your top Locked On podcast of the year. Take a screenshot and tag at Locked On Live and Locked On Texas on Twitter, and we will share and retweet it. And before we get into our personal, you know, breakdown and review of the game, just a couple quick hits from some of the players and coaches. Bill O'Brien on Laramie Tunsil's penalties. He has been having a lot of issues with penalties this year. Tunsil I think today was the worst. Yeah, he he says he feels like there's a target on his back. I'm not sure. Maybe that's something that, that can be looked into with the organization. However, Bill O'Brien on Tunsil's penalties, say he came out after the game and said, Laramie, he's playing very, very well, but he's had too many penalties. He would be the first to tell you that. I think nobody feels worse about that than him. He's a great guy. He's a great player, but we've got to fix it. Carlos Hyde on the blowout loss to the Broncos, definitely embarrassing. And then Justin Reed said, game was a little deflating, said Broncos players play with a better sense of urgency. And before we move on, this is a guy I'm about to mention who started his career in Houston, wanted to be back here in Houston after the you know free agency this offseason, this past offseason. And I actually spoke to him at the Charlo fight this June, this past June. Kareem Jackson, a fumble return for a touchdown, an interception, a huge hit on DeAndre Hopkins, which 
honestly had me out of my seat. I, I thought he had the red, white, and blue back on, but he didn't. He just was able to make a big hit on Hopkins, which actually killed a drive for the Houston Texans, which was a, a big issue for them in this game, being able in the first half to sustain drives because you're not able to make the play. The Broncos came out in every sense of the word, just better. Right? The 34-24, the 38-24 score that you see indicates, oh, it was just a two-point game. Maybe the Broncos pulled out late. No, the Texans just fought back after the Broncos had them down by, what was it, 28 at one point. Yesterday's game was, yes, it was deflating, and it put me in a place of thinking to myself, and this week we'll talk about it. Tomorrow's show we'll talk about it, but the Tennessee Titans are maybe the hottest team outside of Baltimore in the league. They're on the Texans' heels right now to win this AFC South after being embarrassed at home in front of in front of your home crowd. The Texans may not make the playoffs, and I had a huge problem with the defensive scheme on Sunday's game, playing a first-year rookie quarterback and gave him all the time in the world to make decisions, Cody. Yes, I'm glad that you mentioned that defensive scheme because I personally do feel I personally feel that Romeo Cornell and the Houston Texans defense as a whole, especially that secondary, because you was playing against a rookie quarterback, by the way, Drew Locke, I believe a star was born in Houston on yesterday, but because you was playing against a rookie quarterback, because you were playing against, even though they are a talented core, a young receiving core, it was a basic defensive scheme that after the first quarter, Romeo Cornell in, in, in the Texans defense alone should have changed things, should have changed things up, but they didn't. The fact that you let a rookie quarterback in his second start throw for 309 yards, he he, he completed 81% of his passes, three touchdowns, and not only that, you let a rookie tight end, no offense, light the secondary up. Yes, I know he's a tight end, but at the end of the day, you let him light you up. For 113 yards, one touchdown off of four catches. He he averaged 28 yards per catch. And it just speaks to the fact that, first of all, if you if you watch that game, the middle of the field for the Denver Broncos on offense, they had all day to make plays in that middle of the field. I was constantly seeing middle of the field being a place where they were able to go with the ball, you know? And everybody benefited from it. And it seemed like whether he was getting the ball out to his running back or, you know, maybe it was Humerman, he was just able to pick apart a defense that finally had their entire secondary healthy. Going into the game, how excited were you to see Hargraves on the field, Conley on the field, Jonathan Joseph, Bradley Roby, Lonnie Johnson Jr., Gibson, who didn't have a bad game. He also he had an interception. How excited were you? Very exciting because you take a look at what they did last week against the New England Patriots. You would th- you you would think finally we can see what this secondary is finally made of, and they go out and lay the biggest le- egg you can think of. And that's the problem that we're gonna have to really look at with this Houston Texans is just how inconsistent are you going to be. Week in and week out. Drew Locke is a rookie. And I took 
a lot of issue with the defensive game calling for the Texans. There was no way that he should have been that comfortable that early on. It seemed like there was never a real challenge for Drew Locke. Kudos to him. Kudos to the Broncos coaching staff. They were calling the game the way they were able to call it because it was comfortable. There was no challenge whatsoever. And I also want to give a shout out to, you know, a Bronco fan. He he hit me on Twitter. You know, early in the week, I was talking that trash. Orange Crush 916. I'm sorry. I apologize. I wrote a check my ass couldn't cash. So did the Houston, <laughs> Texas. I, I Moving forward, right? The Titans are on their heels. They have to play them two out of, out of the next three games. They won today. Texas did not. Colts lost. The Titans are very much so, I'm not going to say a favorite because the Texans still hold on to it. They can very much so go get this division. That's why the Bronco game was very important to win, and that's why I think a lot of people are disappointed that not only did you lose, but it was in blowout fashion. The 14-point loss does not really show that at one point the Broncos is up 38, 31 of three. Once again. It doesn't, it doesn't show that. Once again, they were down 31 to three at halftime. The fact that the Denver Broncos only scored one touchdown in the second half and still won by 14 points should give you good indication of how bad this game was for Houston. Just completely out of Houston's hand. Now, I want to give credit to DeAndre Hopkins. He came to play, as always. But let's look at some of the numbers. This is how deflating this game was. Like I said, guys, this is the review show. We're going to talk about everything uh, in this show. I also want to let you guys know about Blue Chew because I know you guys can remember the days where you were always ready to go. Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. BlueChew.com, that's blue like the color, brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. Blue Chew is prescribed online by licensed physicians so you do not have to go to a doctor's office or wait in a line at a pharmacy. It ships right to your door in a discreet package. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy, and best of all, there's no more awkwardness. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use special promo code Locked On. Again, that is special promo code Locked On. Just pay the $5 shipping. I wish I had $5 shipping so I could ship <laughs> the Texans some hate from the fan mail. <laughs> I know, though. Like, what if we could box up tweets and send them off? Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Locked On Texans, Cody Davis Johnson, Sports Guy Hickman. I know we talked about this off air, but I truly believe, matter of fact, I know for a fact Kareem Jackson had this game circled, highlighted, probably had a couple stars around it. I, I don't even remember Kareem Jackson playing this well when he was in Houston. 
Well, he had his moments. He had his moments. <laughs> he had his moments, but did you did you see the performance this guy put on? I did. So Talking much about so, I cut the game off at one point. Game. And you know what? That performance that Kareem Jackson had against the Texans, I blame that on Brian Gaines because like you said in the offseason, like you said this week, and like you said earlier in the show, he wanted to be in Houston, but the Texans had other plans. He told you that, correct? He said it. I just wanted to make sure. I just wanted to make sure. And I'm going through and I'm and I'm reading some of the tweets and the people are tweeting us and you know, a guy, my man Brent at the third man three. The Texans have always been frauds under O'Brien. Could almost my man Lato, the Lato could almost see this letdown coming after what they did against the Pats. My man Joseph Marshall, okay, at Locked On Texans, how can we smoke the Patriots and be losing this week so badly against the Broncos in the given Sunday? We are not, nor will we ever be a title contender with Bill O'Brien. That is from the electrifying phenom. The consistency in all of these tweets is about the inconsistency in this team. Am I right? Like I, What I just read, was that not the, the theme of the tweets? Oh, they, you're right. That's the theme. And this team, here's a couple numbers I want to I give you guys. First downs, Broncos had 22, Texans had 26. So they beat them in that, right? Broncos had 301 passing yards. Texans had 280. But Broncos had 90 rushing yards. Texas had 134. Broncos had seven penalties for 50 yards. Texas had nine for 44. Broncos led the game in time of possession. But the Texans had overall more total yards, more total drives. The Texans were favored based on numbers to win this game. They had 75 plays compared to the Broncos' offense, 55 plays. Why was it such a blowout? Inconsistencies. We had a Kiki QT sighting, and then he fumbled the ball. We're not able to get off the field early on in games. We're not able to sustain drives. All of these we were doing against the Patriots, against the Colts. We was able to do this against the Falcons and the Chiefs. What happened after that? Going into the playoffs, this is not what you can do. It looks to be, and stop me if I'm wrong, but another first-round exit. If this does not get fixed, you have to go play Tennessee twice. They're hot right now. And I, I we'll talk about the Tennessee Titans a little bit more in the show. But back to the review, there's a couple more things Will Fuller's out of another game. He's a big part of this offense. We see that the offense struggles when he's at least not on the field. He was out today. DeAndre Hopkins had a very good game. Actually, he's the reason why I did not make it to the next round in my money fantasy league. But a lot of these numbers aside, Hopkins, and you could throw him in the mix a little bit too because he was pretty shut out the first half. A lot of these numbers are garbage time numbers. We'll have a little bit more about what the Texans, you know, 
want to do in adjustments, but for one, there was no adjustments after halftime on the defensive end. I think the Broncos let off the gas a little bit. They scored another touchdown. They put the game away where it needed to be. But when you were up that big, when you're when your rookie quarterback goes into the game that he's away, he's visiting. He's your visiting cousin and owns you on your own game of Madden. <laughs> that says a lot. Drew Locke had a career day. Well, it's easy for him to have a career day because he only got one other game to go off of. And that should tell you how embarrassing that loss was when you let a rookie come in here, go 22 from 27, 309 yards, three touchdowns, 98.6 QBR, 136 passer rating, able to find Fant, able to find Patrick, able to find Hamilton, able to find Sutton, Beck, Booker, Humerman, Freeman, Lindsey, just hitting guys everywhere because the coverage was so basic. It was easy to pick apart. That should tell you the disappointment the city has in this team. Guys, you just went out there and beat the Patriots. Had a phenomenal game. Why isn't this able to be carried over? And at some point, we have to stop putting blame on Bill O'Brien because I think a lot of that has to do with Romeo Cornell and his defense has been very questionable a lot this year. And just players coming out playing lethargic. I'm disappointed. I also don't want to forget about Deshaun Watson because he had a bad game as well. I know you look at his numbers. I know you look at the highlights and you saw he had a, he had a really good touchdown run. I believe it was somewhere in the third quarter. But Deshaun Watson, after the MVP performance that he had against the Patriots, he completed only 56% of his passes for 292 yards. Got sacked three times with a QBR of 51.2. And again, a lot of those, well, I'm not going to say a lot, but a sack for sure was on him. The inconsistency <laughs> of getting the ball out. He go from having what I like to call his best IQ performance of his young career so far to, man, what the hell was that? These are areas of the game that he's going to have to work on, of course. And we know that uh, Bill O'Brien, he will be back along with the the whole group of the GM. They'll be back next year. And I'm not putting this loss on Bill O'Brien. I'm just not going to do that. You know, Bill even spoke about a couple of things early on this year too, or this week too. Spoke about how Will Fuller has to stay on the field, his health. We need him on that field. The offense is just so much more dominant when he is taking away key defenders because he's that much of an attraction. But the one issue that I've seen, here's a consistent theme of this team I've seen. I'm rapping right now. I'm rhyming. But the entire year, when their losses come, they now have five. How many of those losses are due to the fact that you just came out flat, no energy, no sheer will to go get the game? This was one of those games. The Ravens was one of those games. How many more games? 
That has to change. Locked on Texas podcast, your daily Texans talking news update. Monday is for reviews. Texans listeners, fans out there, all of your issues that you may have with this team, please tweet us at Locked on Texas on Twitter, or you can tweet me personally. I'm John, some sports guy. Find me on Twitter at some sports guy with two Y's, Cody. And you can always find me, Cody Davis, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. On tomorrow's show, we're going to dive into the Houston Texans playoff standards. What it? What does their playoff chances look like? The Kansas City Chiefs won. The Tennessee Titans won. It's getting kind of nerve-wracking for the Houston Texans moving forward. By the way, the Steelers won again. So even if they don't win the AFC South, the wild card spot? <laughs> It's very interesting. And just think, a week ago, the Houston Texans looked like they were on their way to an AFC championship game. Now it looked like they might not even make the playoffs. Word from the wise, don't get too cocky or confident. Finish out strong, or you may be on the outside looking in. Until tomorrow, peace. Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.